0: Welcome and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84 11, my last verse, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I've based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God. And I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve, and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church, and when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in, when that ought to be a haven. Today, we're going to talk about 10 subjects to cover with your teenager, 10 subjects to cover with your teenager. Or if you're a youth director listening, these are 10 subjects to cover in teen class, 10 subjects to cover in teen class. I believe as a youth worker that these are subjects our teenagers need to hear about, whether it be in the home, whether it be in class, they need to hear about the subjects. They need to be informed about them. They need to be wise. They need to have biblical knowledge on these 10 subjects. I think they're that important that I would cover them in a teen class or within the home. Now, parents, if you are in a good church where you've got a good youth group, these subjects will most likely be covered anyway within the teen class, but I think these are things that parents should not overlook. These are things that you should go back, make sure your child knows about, make sure your child has biblical knowledge about, not the world's knowledge, not the world's philosophy, not their school's philosophy, not what the local university is going to teach, but teach them what the Bible says and what they should believe from the Word of God on these 10 subjects. So I think these are important. These are ones that I've strived to cover within my teen class, and these are ones that I've noticed a lot of growth from my teenagers when we go over these subjects. And so let me encourage you to make sure these are part of your life as you go and you aid a teenager, whether you're a parent or a teacher, that you aid the teenagers with these subjects to help them and prepare them for the real world they're about to face when they graduate. Now, I want to thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings, for being a part of this podcast and for listening in today. I hope this episode is useful to you. I hope it's something that you enjoy. I hope it's something that you've been able to find helpful and maybe educational or whatever you want to call it, Um, but hopefully for sure, biblical. That's something we've wanted from the very beginning. I wanted Sandy Creek Stirrings to be a source of biblical training, of biblical information, um, and Bible-based truth. That's what I want. By the way, truth is going to be Bible-based. And so these are some things that I think will help you today. As you age your teenagers and growing, let me encourage you if you listen to Sandy Creek Stirrings, why don't you give us a review on Apple Podcast or Facebook? It helps other listeners be able to find the same content you're able to enjoy. And then if you have any questions, you can always email those to my email address. That's Joshua at Sandy Creek That's Joshua at Sandy Creek Stirrings.com. Now let's dive right into the content today. Here are 10 subjects I believe you should cover with your teenagers. I think these are important for parents to make sure that are covered, whether it be in the home or in teen class. And here's the reason why. I think one of the reasons that my parents were so successful at parenting, and whether or not they were successful um, based on me is questionable, uh, but I believe they were successful in in producing some children who uh, love the Lord and want to serve God. I know I do. I love the Lord, and I want to serve God with my life. So in that way, I, I feel that they were successful in putting that into me. But I realize and I believe that one of the reasons that they were able to develop that within me is they didn't just teach me the what of what we believe. They didn't just teach me, well, baptism is, uh, is the first step of obedience. Baptism is by immersion. They taught me the why. Now, that's great. As your kids are young, as you have toddlers and and elementary school kids, yes, the what is really all they need. They just need to know what to do. Here's what we do. But eventually, as they become preteens and they become teenagers, they need to start learning the whys. Here's why we do this. And many of these subjects are going over the whys. The here's why we do this, here's why we do this, here's what we believe, and why. Why? Now, I think that's especially important when you get in those teenage years. They don't just need the what anymore. Now they need the why as well, because when you couple the what with the why, well, now you begin to make something that's going to stand very solid within the life of your teenager. So here we are, 10 subjects to cover in the life of your teens. Number one, I think you should cover discipleship with them. General discipleship, and then coupling on the end of that, how to disciple someone else. And discipleship is really covering those basic Bible doctrines that we've talked about before. You've heard me discuss before doctrines like salvation, like eternal security, like baptism, like the Bible, like the Holy Spirit, like prayer, soul winning, the local church, giving, identity, serving, uh, the armor of God, all these different things that go into discipleship. We've actually released before a discipleship uh, series, episode number 141, Discipleship, How to Be Involved, Part 1. We did episode number 145, Discipleship, How to Be Involved, Part 2, and we uh, talked about how to be involved in discipleship, how to disciple someone. I think these are important subjects not only to be covered in teen class, and we'll talk about that in a second, but also to be covered within the home. Parents, Your teens need to know that this is not just what the pastor believes, not just what the youth director believes, but it's what you believe as well. That will make all the difference in the life of your teenager. When this isn't just something that the church teaches, this is something we believe within the home. And on many of these subjects, we've covered a lot of different things. We've covered biblical salvation, I think that was episode five. We've covered eternal security. We've covered—we haven't done an episode on baptism yet, now that I'm thinking about it. We've hit it several times, uh, talked about it, and of course, Baptist distinctives. And that may be a good one to go back and listen to one of our early Baptist history— episodes. We've covered an entire series on the Bible. We've covered an episode on the prayer. We've covered an episode on soul winning, the most important thing you can do. That was episode number... Oh, good question. I don't know. It's somewhere down in this list of almost two hundred episodes. And uh, most important thing you can do, episode sixty-seven and seventy. And so we talked about soul winning. We've talked about giving, a uh, practical and productive finance series. We did. Um, we've talked about the local church, of course. Did an entire, I think it was twenty-something part episode episode series on Baptist history. Talked about churches and the local churches and things of that sort. So a lot of that information you can find here on the podcast. But for the youth director. For the youth director, here's something that we did in our teen class. It worked really well, Um, and there may be better options out there. I felt that this one was, it was a little, mm, I don't know what I would label it. It was a little too, I don't know a good word for it. Let me just put it this way. Sometimes bigger words were used. It could have been made simpler. It could have been made easier to understand for the teenage group. It is a uh, it is an adult Sunday school curriculum, so maybe that's why. Um, but I used it for my teenagers. It's called, it's on nvpublications.org, nvpublications.org. And it's entitled, it's a Sunday school curriculum entitled Fitly Framed. And it's Fundamental Truths for the Growing Christian. It has the teacher edition, and then it has the books for the teenagers that they each get a book. Really easily written out. It's, it's easy to understand. There were some times where I, when I was teaching, I would change a word out and say, you know, let's use this word because this word is easier for you to understand than having to give the definition of this word, this word, and this word. And so I think that was great, but I love this series. It was written by, um, I believe it was written by, I'm not seeing it here on the... nope, it was. It was written by Justin Cooper, who was a longtime evangelist. Now he's an assistant pastor at the North Valley Baptist Church, and so doing a great job out there. But he put out this curriculum, Fitly Framed, and this was great for our teenagers. We had a, a big group of new teenagers come into our class and saw an immediate uh, just a growth within our teen class, and so this is something we jumped to right away. We jumped to a discipleship curriculum, and it really helped to give them a good foundation to stand upon. And I believe this is one of the first subjects you want to cover with your teenager whether it be in the home or with a teen class, you want to cover discipleship because these are the basic doctrines. They need to know these. They need to know the what. The good thing is the why was talked about a lot within this Fitly Frame series, so I would encourage you to use it. I could recommend it to you, and it's been great for us. It worked really well. But I'd cover discipleship. Number one topic you need to cover. If nothing else, discipleship. Number two, number two, you need to cover soul winning. So at home, you need to cover soul winning. By the way, one of the best ways you can cover and talk about soul winning with your teenager is to take them soul winning, right? The church has a soul winning time. You take your teens and you go soul winning. You be there, you be a part of it. That is the biggest way I feel that you can teach your, your kids about soul winning other than taking them to the missions conference at church, other than making sure they're faithful to church where they're gonna hear about soul winning I think the biggest way you can teach them is to take your children, take your teenagers soul winning with you. Don't let them stay home. It's not video game day. It's not all these different things. It's the day, you know, where we go out and we go soul winning. We make an impact on our local community by touching their soul with the gospel. It's so important. It's so valuable. Get your teenager plugged in, in that area of soul winning, This is big. It's important. Take them out soul winning. Teach them. Show them how to reach other souls. Show them how to win souls. Show them what to take with them. Show them how to give out a track. Show them how to turn to different places in the New Testament. Show them practically and teach them soul winning by being a part of soul winning. This is so so important, so valuable. For the youth director, I think one of the big things you should do in your class is take soul winning and make it practical. Get a door frame in there. Get a door. Teach them everything from knocking on the door to all the way through. Teach them every single thing about soul winning. And you want to see growth within your teenagers is when they get excited about passing out tracks and about winning souls. That is something exciting. I had one of my teenagers just this past, um, I think it was two weeks ago on a Wednesday night, went through and grabbed this huge stack of tracks. I said, What are you doing, man? And he said, I'm passing them out. And his brother walked by and he said, Yeah. And he said, He passes those things out everywhere. And that's just so exciting. That's such a blessing for me as a youth director to know they're they genuinely care about souls. And he may not have all the information. He may not know all the details. He may not have memorized the verses, but let me tell you something. The beginning of that soul winning spirit is there and I want to cultivate that. And so teach a series. Don't do just one lesson. Teach a series on soul winning and do it practically. Do literal conversations where you talk to them and have them come up and have them do soul winning with you. Make it something big. Make it something practical. I cannot emphasize practicality enough when it comes to soul winning. It's not enough just to have a knowledge of how to do it. They need to do it in a practical setting. And so have soul winning done right up there, right up front in front of the class. Show them how to win a soul. Have one of them come up and win a soul. You be the soul that needs to be won. Make it practical. Number three, I think that teenagers need to be um, aware of and they need to know about the subject of music. Music why do we not listen to rock and roll? Why do we not listen to jazz? Why do we not listen to hip-hop and and all these different things that the other kids listen to at school, that the other people do, that the other people like, that they've heard before, that they hear in the stores? Uh, Why do we not listen to Christian contemporary music? Why do we not listen to all these different things that are out there in the world? That's so valuable. It's so important for them to know. Right now, currently, I'm working through with my teenagers uh, the Truth About Music series. We've covered that here on the podcast. That was episodes 44, 47, and 50. And we did a three-part episode. I'm breaking it down. We're probably going to end up in six different lessons by the time we're done with this series. But I've been teaching them the truth about music and exactly what music is all about and why we use the music that we do. I don't ever want them to fall into the trap of the world's music because they were never taught to stay away from it. They were never taught that something was wrong with it. They were never taught that this and that. And so, parents, you need to make sure that when you're in the car, you're not listening to the wrong kind of music. Don't turn the radio on to the local Joy FM. No, 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 no. Stay away from that junk. Stay away from that garbage. If you don't have any knowledge on that subject yourself, parent, go back and listen to that series we've talked about. But this subject is so important. That is an open door to take your teenager from a faithful Christian and make them unfaithful and then eventually get them out of church. That's how valuable music can be as a part of their life. It can either ruin them or it can grow them. I'm serious. It can ruin them or it can grow them because music can take your kids places you would have never taken them yourself, but the music can take them there because music is a language. You don't believe that? Go back and listen to episode number 44, and we talk about how music is a language that communicates. Music is so important. So parent first, get your music right, then start talking to your teenagers about music as well. And here's why we listen to this. Here's why we don't listen to this. Here's why we do that. And then youth director, same thing for you. You need to have your music right. You need to be listening to the right kind of music. And then you need to find a source. Maybe it's a good book. Maybe it's the series that we've covered. I'd be more than willing to send you my notes on the Truth About Music series. I'd be more than willing to do that. Maybe you find some of your own curriculum. But let me encourage you to teach the why and the what about music. Why do we use hymnals? Why do we sing this music? Why do we oppose music? quote-unquote Christian rap? Why do we oppose contemporary Christian music? Why do we oppose Casting Crowns and Mercy Me and all these groups? And you say, well, I don't. Then you need to go back and listen to episode number 50. And uh, we talked about the truth about music part three, where uh, contemporary Christian music came from. And so that's a very important subject you're going to want to cover with them in a teen class or in the home. Well, we got to hurry; we're running out of time. The next one to cover is personal devotions, and these aren't in any particular order. This should be covered early on. You might even cover it in discipleship, but personal devotions is a big one to cover with them. And talk to them about why do we read our Bible? What do we do when we're uh, reading our Bible? What are we looking for? What do we want to see? What do we know? How do we know when we're finished? Um, what do I use to write in my Bible with? Do I highlight? Do I do these different things? Talk about, of course, the prayer time and those different things. And then family devotions. You need to talk to them about the necessity of personal devotions. Again, we did a series on that as well, episode 16, episode 19, covering Bible time and prayer time. Devotions are a big one. They need to learn to stand on their own two feet on our, in a relationship with God. They need to know how to do that. It's so very important. It's so valuable. If they don't learn to read the Bible for themselves, if they don't learn to walk with God through prayer, they will never grow. And so they need to know about it. And so teach them about it. Both parents and youth directors need to teach about personal devotions. Next, you need to talk about biblical courtship. Biblical courtship. You say, what's courtship? It is, um, it's not dating. But you might say it's similar to dating. It's how you arrive from a a young man and a young lady going to the marriage altar. What's the process? We call that courtship. And I encourage my teens: you don't date. Uh, we're not going to play the boyfriend girlfriend game. Look, they are getting in the public schools especially, and you know what? I was in Christian school. Within Christian schools as well. They're getting pushed to do this boyfriend-girlfriend thing, and we hold these balls and these banquets where they get to um, invite each other out, and they get to do these different things, and, oh, would you come to the the summer ball with me, and would you come to this banquet with me? Why are we doing that junk? Why in the world are we encouraging our 14- and 15-year-olds to try and get a date for a banquet with somebody they're most likely not going to marry? Why in the world are we doing that? We're having the Christian version of the prom. Well, we're not dancing. Goodness, you don't think you're creating emotions with them because they went on a date at 14 or 15 or 16 with somebody they're not ready to marry for several years from now? I mean, come on, Christian schools. we got to get better with this. It's ridiculous what we allow into our Christian schools. And I'm going to do an episode on that one day, too, on what we allow into our Christian schools because we want to have Christian alternatives of what the world does. But they're encouraged to be in this boyfriend and girlfriend game, and they're encouraged to do this and to do that. And, oh, we're going to go here and we're going to go there. and, And, you know, I need to have a girlfriend and we need to do this. No, they need to know, how do I arrive at the marriage altar and keep my purity? And so we did a uh, I did just finished up a series with my teenagers on the Seven Biblical Laws of Courtship. Of course, we used the book by Brother Ross. He put out a book entitled Seven Biblical Laws of Courtship. He did a great job with that book and then I add on to some of that curriculum. We'll go through that one day here on the podcast and kind of do a book review and what I've added to that curriculum for myself when I teach it to the teenagers and this is just something that's great you need to cover that and how to keep their purity. Next, you cover practical femininity and masculinity. Practical femininity and practical masculinity. Look, you t- maybe you do a breakout session. So that's what me and my wife did. Um, we I took the book I took the guys aside and she took the ladies aside. We cover things like all right, how do you dress for a teen activity? Yeah. Because how they dress is practical masculinity. They need to know you don't dress like a girl, right? You don't dress like a girl. Girls, you don't dress like a guy, right? There's there's practicality to this. And so you cover, hey, practical masculinity. Hey, guys, you hold open the door for the ladies. Teach them manners. Teach them etiquette. Teach them how to dress properly. Teach them to cut their hair if they're a guy, right? I remember we did this series and I had a young man at the time who just just had hair. And um, it just was there. And uh, he had hair that was there. And um, I remember we did this series. It was right after that he started cutting his hair and combing it. And I was so thankful for that. And a great young man and uh, doing well. But you know what? This series can help grow in practical areas. And you say, well, that's not really biblical. No, it's all Bible-based. You teach them that we dress our best at church. Why? Because the Bible says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. The Bible says that we should know how to behave ourselves. In 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy, I think it is, that we should know how to behave ourselves. And so this is very important to cover practical femininity and practical masculinity. Cover with the ladies, hey, your number one job is to be a keeper at home. That's the number one God called position for a lady, is to be a keeper at home. Men, you need to have a hard work ethic. You need to be hard workers and cover those things both in the home and within teen class. Next, you need to have, and this is especially going to come into play in teen class, but you need to have a Bible survey with them. So it'd be an Old Testament survey or a New Testament survey. You need to survey the Bible with them. You need to go through them, and they need to know the major stories. They need to know, you know, who Noah is, who Jonah is, who these different people are. They have a general survey through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. And parents, if you are in a good church, most likely this is going to get covered in teen class anyway. And for youth directors, I have found doing an Old Testament survey or a New Testament survey to be so valuable in teaching my teenagers just about the Word of God. In fact, um, again, on nvpublications.org, there is a, a curriculum that I loved. Probably my favorite curriculum I've taught my teenagers through was exploring the Old Testament, exploring the Old Testament. And they've got it on there, again, with the teacher's manual and with the student edition, and it was just phenomenal. It was great. I loved it. So much truth in there. We learned some of the major stories of the Old Testament. Those are things you want to cover with them in youth class and at home. Next, you want to cover with them common temptations. Common temptations. Here's why we don't do that, and here's what we do to get out of them if we're in them already. You'd be shocked at some of the common temptations that your teens are already stuck in. You say, like what? Like alcohol. Like drugs. Like gambling like smoking ask your teenager in public school when the last time they were offered drugs was I've asked my teenagers that not not I don't have any teenagers like I'm not a parent of a teenager yet but I've asked my teenagers in the uh, in the teen class that before it'll shock you it'll shock you the last time they were offered drugs it'll shock you the last time they were offered alcohol it'll shock you the last time they were offered to look at pornography it will shock you the last time that they were alone on the internet and they looked up things they shouldn't have. It'll shock you the last time that they were doing side bets at school. It will shock you the common temptations that are made available to them because they are what, a common temptation, right? So they need to know here's why we don't drink. Here's why we don't smoke. Here's why we don't gamble. Here's why we don't look at pornography. Um here's what those things are. Here's what the Bible says about them. And you know what? Here's what we need to do to make sure we're not getting tempted by these things. We're not going to go to the school parties. We're not going to go to the prom. We're not going to go here. We're not going to go there. We're not going to have a cell phone alone at night. We're not going to go online alone. We're going to do all these things and put them in place. And here's why. Cover those common temptations with them. That's so important. Cover it with them. Next, cover with the Bible college. Bible college. I think it would be wise for every teen to seriously consider giving that 13th year to the Lord. And when we say 13th year, I simply mean that obviously school takes, unless they missed a grade or had to do a grade again, um, it takes them 12 years to get through school. And so giving that 13th year to God is where they take that 13th year, that year right after they graduate, and they go to Bible college for one year. It helps them to put some foundational values into their life before they go off into the world. Maybe they're getting a job, going into career field. It gives them some very practical things to go over and some practical things to cover. Very important. And it sets a foundation for them. But then it also opens their eyes to ministry, whether it be missions or Christian education or secretarial positions or pastoring or youth directors or you name it, it opens up those doors and opens their eyes to those things and allows them to see about Bible college. I think that's a subject you cover in the home. You also cover in teen class why they should consider Bible college. And here's the last one. I think you cover general apologetics with them as well. Not apologizing. Apologetics is the defense of our faith. We had a intro to apologetics here on the podcast. A lot of our episodes have been apologetic meaning they've covered the defense of how do we defend this doctrine or how do we defend this. And so we're talking about defending the faith and covering false religions, I think, is a big one within apologetics. Parents, you need to teach your teenagers. Here's what Jehovah Witnesses are. Here's why we don't follow them. Here's what Mormons are. Here's why we don't follow them. Here's what da-da-da. And I think youth directors, it's important that you cover that with them as well, because eventually they're going to have a friend who's Pentecostal, who believes you can lose your salvation and they're going to invite, hey, why don't you come to church with me? And if they don't know anybody, they're going to be like, sure, I'd love to go to church with you. I go to my church every Sunday, but I'll go to your church this week. And they're going to go, and they're going to get false doctrine, and Satan's going to use it as a lasso to try and keep them away from right and true doctrine. And so you want to cover those foundational doctrines, the what and the why, how to defend them? you know, eternal security, baptism. Going over those subjects, we learn mainly the what. That's what discipleship is. Discipleship is really the what, not so much the why. It's the what. And then apologetics is taking those discipleship subjects and giving the why to them and how to defend them. And so those need to be covered. And I think covering false religions within that apologetics helps as well. And so I think if you cover those 10 subjects, I think you'll be well on your way to to producing a founded, and godly teenager who wants to love the Lord and wants to serve him. And so will that solve all the problems in your teenager's life? No, but it gives you a good foundation to go at and start working at. And so if you have any questions on that subject or how I've implemented those in my teen class, you can email me, joshua at sandycreeksterings.com. If I have any notes on any of these subjects, I'll send them to you and would love to help you with that. And um, yeah, that'd be great. All right, well, until next time. Keep looking up and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.